This is part two of the Girls on Film four-part series, Women Who Make the Cut. In part two, Sarah Smith and Teresa Roth, along with producer Port Wilson, sit down with video editor Shane Bornstein and senior editor Meredith Moore. Bornstein, whose work includes designing promotional pieces for The Alienist, which was recently nominated for several Golden Globe Awards, as well as The Last Ship and Animal Kingdom, is an on-air network original drama promotional editor. Moore, a self-described generalist who likens the fluidity in her skill to a creative passion for variety, tells Girls on Film how diversity in projects drives her best work. This is Sarah Smith, and I'm with Teresa Roth, and we are Girls on Film, and we are here at Turner Broadcasting today at Turner. So excited to be yep, here, Turner Studios, with two uh, two editors, two female editors. Um, we understood from a, a previous little bit of investigation that there are under ten, less than ten percent women. Uh, female editors here at, at Turner Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So we are talking to some real trailblazers. Yes, And we we're very, very happy to have them. And um, we are speaking with Ms. Shane Borenstein. Did I say that right? You did. Okay. All right, good. My good, mom good. still says Borenstein sometimes. Borenstein. Like, mom. <laughs> like Frankenstein. Yes. Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Steen. <laughs> yes, Frankenstein. And Ms. Meredith Moore. Ladies, thank you so much Hello. for being here today and for, um, for participating. We really appreciate it. And um, we know you have busy schedules, and you're doing a lot, especially after looking at your bios. Holy camoly, Batman. <laughs> That's the truth. I know, right? I know. You know, creativity Amazing. plays into your everyday life, every moment of your workday. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Creativity. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I work for TNT's behind the scenes, all their behind the scenes content for their original shows, which includes like Animal Kingdom. There's a limited series called I Am the Night. And so, you know, I go through hours and hours worth of uh, interviews and footage and come up looking for like the best sound bites of, you know, the biggest stars saying that this is the best show ever come to watch it or you know if the hairstylist says it or Chris Pine says it I'm picking Chris Pine or whatever mm-hmm. but you know I'll use the hairstylist in another piece or whatever <laughs> but I go through hours and hours worth of footage but then I'm also putting music to it and you know sound bites from the show and uh, just putting together a, a three to five minute piece and get people excited uh, about the programming. Are you in you're inspired by the content that you're looking at? I guess that would make it a lot easier to do an exciting promo if you were digging what you were absolutely when you're together. when you're yeah we, you enjoy the show it makes yeah. it more fun right mm-hmm. right so you watch everything that you're yeah we TNT gets all the dailies too so I might even do like bloopers or whatever like all the takes that you know they shot or whatever that yeah. didn't make it into the yeah. show or whatever I get to see that stuff too which is pretty fun it seems to me like all that content is now becoming the norm um mm-hmm. whereas before if you wanted to find a blooper reel it was like oh my god look what I found this is so great but now it's all like 
extras. It's part of, right. you know, it's mm-hmm. part of the menu. Mm-hmm. People I have a, want I have it. a they funny example it. of that. Um, <clears throat> I was just watching a bunch of dailies, and Dennis Leary was uh, on Animal Kingdom this year as, like, a former love interest of He's Ellen, very Ellen dull. Barkin's He's character. He's a very dull guy <laughs> yeah. on screen. And he kept, I was I'm looking kidding. at the script, I'm and he just kept totally saying, kidding. dude, with every line, like, dude, you know, you need to be a boss, dude, you need to do this. And I, so I started pulling them all to the all side. The like, yes. And then it became a social piece or whatever. Like this dude really loves to be on Animal Kingdom. So I made it into its own social <laughs> content piece on, awesome. on Twitter. And up. Dennis Leary retweeted it. Love. Yeah. And I was like, yay, he liked it. <laughs> so dude, right. so dude. all that extra content or yep. whatever that I get to see behind the scenes, I can make it into something. And it's super fun. I'm old. I remember when that word came back out into... Some of the comments were like, nobody says dude anymore, but I still was proud of the piece. I still say it. (laughs) So Meredith, are you, uh, does it make it easier to be a fan of a project to work on a project? Oh, sure. You're more excited about, you know, first of all, what you have to watch for eight hours a day. Hello. Um, And then the creativity comes in when you can just cut it all up and put your, I wouldn't say your favorite music, but (laughs) some music you find that's really inspiring underneath whatever it is. I tend to do more comedy. Shane does a lot of drama. So I come at it from a different perspective and I have stranger content to work with. I typically work with Adult Swim and their shows, Mm. which is vastly different than TV. I'm so glad glad you mentioned Adult Swim because I was going to ask about that. Um, I really love Adult Swim and um, my husband and my my kids do too they're in their 20s and they love it oh yeah that's the demo yeah no they love it they love it yeah what are what are some tips about cutting funny well sometimes the hard part about cutting you know comedy especially for us because we have we're doing promos we're not doing the shows typically um you got to find the funny because sometimes it's not funny or maybe you're working on it and it's not hitting your sense of humor but other people might find it funny. Right. So that's part of the challenge as well. Like you have to make it exciting for 30 seconds, but then also like really find the best possible joke that you can and fit it into this context and you have the VO at the end. I mean, it's all about timing. Yep. Comedy is about timing. Question, mm-hmm. male humor versus female humor, mm-hmm. um, with especially with Cartoon Network and Adult Swim yeah. sometimes. It's, you know, I, I can definitely see my husband, my kids, you know, they, they're laughing. Somebody's farted. They think that's <laughs> unbelievably funny. It's always funny. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's Rule a bad, number one. It's a bad example. Maybe. Um, it can get gross, but. Right. Right. And the sometimes right the gross, the gross stuff with the guys is the funniest stuff. Right. Definitely. Right. And I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, super bad. Let's watch Super Bad again. It's always no, no, no. <laughs> I could take a pass this this year on Super Bad. Right. But um, is it hard sometimes to do that to find it? Mm, I mean, like I said, it depends on the show. Right. Sometimes you know, with, especially Adult Swim, weird is funny. It's not so much gross out humor. Um, it's really, I don't know if I'd say highbrow. Right. <laughs> but it's really kind of a, I mean, some like Dream Corp. Those kinds of shows are very intellectual almost yeah but not i mean they're more heady they're very artistic visually mm-hmm. yep. gross out stupid yeah mm-hmm. yep. so it's a wide range um mm-hmm. and today i'm cutting a tsunami thing for uh the reviewing red dead redemption that just came out the video game so 
there's that aspect too. There's the anime. You know, it's just it's it's, it's a grab bag. It's not all comedy, twenty four seven. Do you do research? I do not. Okay. I mean, if something like this, like Red Dead Redemption, I don't play. That right. Stuff. That's why I asked that question. I'll kind of Google a little bit. Like, what are the key moments? They've provided a lot of good footage for me already. It's not like I have to go find it. Um, so just to kind of get a sense of the world of the game. Right. Maybe to find the right music track or something like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, yes, I do do. Yes, <laughs> you do. I said no. Or do. What do I do? I guess I do. But you probably do. You probably do it really quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be highly visual, and you know, auditory. So you're looking for those things that are going to hit you in those places. Right. I'm assuming. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. right. Grab their attention quickly, right. as quick as you can, through music, visuals. Storytelling. Is that what you do? Well, speaking yeah. of storytelling, Shane, tell us tell us one of your favorite storytelling pieces that you've worked on. Um, I really liked working on The Alienist last year because it really took you back to 1896 New York before yep. they had fingerprinting technology or DNA or whatever, and that they're going through, how are we going to solve a murder with right. with the tools and the what they had? And, yeah. and, you know, the police department thinking that, you know, doing a psychological profile was like really silly or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, right. they weren't taking it seriously. And I just thought that was really interesting. I also did a, a virtual reality piece that kind of took you, you could put the Oculus on and go back into 1896 New York. Well, they shot it in Budapest, Hungary, but those buildings still look pretty old. It right. doesn't have like your Lululemon or your McDonald's, <laughs> you know, right. that you'd have to key out or whatever. If you really shot it in New York City, it had a lot of old buildings or whatever. So um, I did a virtual reality piece that kind of took you back of what it would be like if you lived in in that time period. And I just thought that was a it was a good story. And I think it got nominated for a couple Golden Globes this morning. Um, wow. Uh, a limit for limited series and Daniel Bruhl who played Dr. Chrysler. It's also right. a book. And so uh, I, I found that to be pretty and within like it's kind of hard when you've edited as long as I have to pick one. But that was the one that came off the top of my head. You know, so that's kind of cool. Great. I mean, great. To do well, congratulations. Virtual reality yeah. promo. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. really interesting. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> hadn't heard of that before <laughs> right I, I really you know didn't understand the technology too much either but I'm you know you get assigned to it you got to learn it quick like okay so how do you edit a virtual reality piece in Premiere Pro I'll put that in Google and right. see what comes up right I'll watch <laughs> then, a YouTube video right on that. And that, or you know we have a team of people that you know our graphics people know a lot about it or whatever and you just ask for advice and and we all work together to you know get it done but I'd never done it before so it was a new opportunity well, that, get- that's good point um meredith you've been here since 2000 right Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine the changes that you've seen (laughs) over the past 18 years yeah i think both of us did tape to tape did you i assisted okay your editing i did cnn tape to tape like for the air really quick you know like yeah Bill Clinton's walking off a plane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, get a countdown on it. Right. Show him getting off the plane and hand it in, and it's on the air in a few minutes. And you know, it's like it's a different news. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a great learning experience, but uh, I knew I wanted to be more of a craft editor that would have a week to, or whatever time they'll let you have, but to put a, like a real, you know, a piece together from start to finish. And, mm-hmm. But my beginnings were more like that hurry, hurry newsroom yeah. vibe. And yep. Meredith, you probably had similar experience yeah i mean I, I worked in local news really briefly like internships in college and then gotcha that summer before i moved up here um 
And it was a good starting point. The same thing. I mean, I did tape like that. I did cut interviews and night packages and things like that. But I quickly realized that that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's not my forte. So once I got my job here, I started in the tape room just changing tapes for people because they still use tape a lot. Right. Uh-huh. Over the years, it's all moved to digital. We yeah. don't deliver on tape anymore. I mean, it's it's gone really far in a relatively short amount of time. I think so, too. Yeah. I think what, so, too. What platform are you guys currently editing on? Adobe Premiere Pro. Right. Is that is that your favorite? What's what's your favorite that you worked on? It used to be Final Cut Seven. Yeah, I it's my favorite. actually yeah, Avid is my favorite just because that's what I learned on, and uh, I don't know. I just still find it to be the most robust for what I do. But but Premiere is close. Like it, it's it's a close second. Mm-hmm. And and I I guess I you know since we use it here I should and I just went to Adobe Max last uh, last uh, October or just a couple months ago. Um, I should say. I'll change it. Adobe Premiere is the best. <laughs> they're well, all, you know, they're just tools though. You know, you still have to do, you know, you, they're all timeline based and right. kind of like just, you know. And we, we are not getting any money from Adobe Premiere. <laughs> no. So people that are listening understand yeah. that this is a What is good about Adobe authentic Premiere is that, you know, you, you can go in and out of their uh, other products like Photoshop and After Effects and they're all, you know, one, you know. In one suite. In one suite, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's nice, you know, Avid, you kind of had to like, it was you know, a separate tool, so you'd have to do everything outside and then import it into Avid. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. gotcha. nice to have it all kind of together. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, you know, it used to be Final Cut, Final Cut, Final Cut, and now yeah. it's Premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably the, the reason I guess I just, my heart goes out to Avid is what that's what I learned on and that's when I knew that's what I wanted to I do. I learned on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't like it as much as I, I do. I don't like it as much as <laughs> <laughs> Premiere's more fluid. Quick, you know, in and out for our, our kind of work. Yeah. It's ideal for me personally, but you know, th- that's the beauty of this place. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question sure. for both of you. Um, you have to, you guys are con- like deconstructing and reconstructing. And um, you have to tell stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have a formula for that? Or do you look at each piece in a fresh way? Totally depends. Um, short promo. Yeah. I think we all kind of have a routine. It might not be the same routine. Right. But you start with your script and your sound bites, and then you kind of find a piece of music and then you find your rhythm of the piece and then da, da, da. right where your music stops are going to be yeah you know kind of what gear you're going to be in first second third or fourth to like drive the piece or whatever but you know for me doing a three to five minute piece you got to kind of like building a house sticks up first so what is the story so put that together first the interviews then the sound bites go in and then probably the music and sound effects last Sometimes that might shift around if I find a music track I really want to use and cut something, you know, to that piece of music that might come first. But most of the time, yeah, do the interviews first. And you were you were saying no. It totally depends on what you're working on. Gotcha. When I work for TCM, um, I did some work for Filmstruck that just shut down. Um, which are longer pieces. They're many documentary type interview based things, and you do you need to do your story first. And, and, and interviews and kind of longer pieces. That's that's important. Right. Promo work, typically, honestly, for me, music drives most of it. 
Oh, interesting. Um, definitely. Because interesting. it's such a quick attention-getting kind of a thing, rather right. than a long, breathable storytelling piece that's three or four or five minutes long. Gotcha. So that's why I was kind of going, hmm, no, I'm different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it just have, depends. Have you ever put, put something together where there was, like, an element that you loved, and then your producers came and said, take that out? All the time. Okay. Does oh, that yes. make you crazy? All it's happening today. I go, get to go back upstairs and uh, do that. <laughs> do you ever fight for your piece? Sure. Okay. It doesn't yes. matter. It doesn't matter? <laughs> well, it's not true. I try to explain, you know, my point of view or whatever, and I might, there's a win here and there, but, you know, a lot of times it might be because of a spoiler. You know, I can't say this because, gotcha. you know, there well, might be a reason sense. I don't understand or whatever, or marketing says we need to be in this bucket or this thing, and so I have to look at the bigger picture and, you know, just and then move you're on. Changed, <laughs> but then you're telling a totally different story. Right. Exactly. So that can be right. frustrating. But it's not up to us. Adapt know. and change. Do you guys have little voodoo dolls in your drawers? No. no. I'll get you. I'll no. get you those for Christmas. Over the years, we would have had a whole closet full of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, speaking of over the years, what would your younger self tell your older self? Chill out. Relax. It'll be fine. And what would your older self tell your younger self? chill out relax <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I can see that working for her yeah. but she's pretty relaxed person anyway like she i was just, never really anxious or yeah. like go get her freak out kind of a person i always knew it was television no one's gonna die right but you know it's just when you get older you realize that like even if something's going horribly wrong technically or creatively it's like you know we'll fix it it'll be fixed either get some help on it yeah. you know have someone else come look at it or you know just sleep on it come back walk around whatever you right. can you can get out of it mm -hmm. usually unless something is just shot wrong or recorded wrong or see you can't really i think do much about that. i think that point is really important especially for young women that might be listening to this mm -hmm. right. i think that would be incredibly incredibly helpful to them so right. ladies rewind go back rewind <laughs> <Right>. listen <laughs> again and what about you Shane? along Same those question. lines that your career is not a straight line you know and I could say that now or when I was young or whatever, like you, when I was young, I probably wanted to get to point A to point B way faster than it actually happened. But, you know, I'd be working overnight shifts at CNN or working on stories that, you know, I wanted to be in entertainment, but I'm working on this really sad story about oh refugees or something. Right, right. And, um, but it's going to pay off or whatever. And I'm learning a lot along the way. And, uh, you know, basically just, you know, keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. It'll pay off. So. That, that would be my advice. And then even now, like, you know, as we still want to move up in our careers, you sure. know, but it's still not a straight line and you're just going to have to pivot and just, you know, roll with changes that happen all the time. And, and uh, hopefully success will still, you know, come along. <laughs> I, have, I have one more question. Um, do you guys have mentors here? Uh, we have over the years for yeah. sure. Technically, like every year paired up with somebody, no. Okay. Um, but we, I think we each personally have found right. somebody. And I, I'm, I work with mentors. a team, and I guess all of us as a team kind of mentor each other in a certain way or bounce ideas off each other. Or, That's great. Know, um, 
you know, uh, I work uh, with this guy, Frank, on our TNT team, and, you know, if he gives me a script, I might pass it back to him and make a change to it, like a Lennon-McCartney <laughs> type thing or whatever, like we're going to make it right or whatever. And so we both learn things from each other, you know. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, it, it, the, I think the life, of, the life of the editor can seem lonely, but it doesn't seem that you're isolated. Correct. That's okay. very collaborative, well, even though we're sitting in a dark room. I feel right. more that I've been, mm-hmm. since I've been on this team, less isolated. I felt in the past a little more isolated okay. in the job. But again, you know, success isn't the straight line or whatever. You're going to be working on different things. And there was, of course, I learned stuff even when I felt a little lonely or whatever. But I definitely like being in a team environment better than, you know. So at CNN, you were a little more a little more alone lonely. yeah right. <laughs> it seemed like all the i i was over there too for yeah. a little while and it seems like the all the editors were alone <laughs> right or i could walk in Those like in an boo-hoo. okay mood and they would just be there's just a little bit more like sometimes negativity or you know just nobody wants to work an 8 p.m to 6 a.m right you know right. <laughs> but but you know um no, I always I always liked the the people on the floor at CNN, especially when there was a snowstorm, because then they, I'm from Buffalo, so I always came to work no matter what the weather was right. like. I could drive in anything. Right, basically. me too. I'm from Ohio. Okay, so, <laughs> snow belt of Ohio. So I'll never forget coming in and on a Monday morning, and all the all the people had they'd been there. The snow hit on Saturday. And they'd been there for 48 hours already. And they are like, we're going to be here another 36 wow. hours. That's I was like, bummer. well, I can drive so I can get you donuts, coffee, whatever you need. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> they, they were, loved you. They were good people. They were definitely good people. <laughs> right. And, and what, there'll be a story yeah. that they'll be able to tell their kids, I was in the trenches of the weather. and Well, some of the older guys at CNN, they, some of them came from like, you know, major networks to be, mm. to work at CNN when it was newer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and um, I found some great war horses in there that told me some unbelievable stories about their, their careers. That's why I asked you guys about mentors, mm-hmm. because, you know, you can find somebody that might mentor you for just a little while and say, you know, if you do this or if you tell it like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes all the difference sometimes. Too. Sure. And you carry all those lessons with you. So it's cool to hear that you guys have these relationships right. with the people you're working and with. And a lot of people have been here for a long time. Right. A lot of us have, you know, we all, a lot of us kind of came in in the early 2000s, more or less. I'm sure a lot of the people you'll talk to. And uh, we've, not a lot of us leave. I mean, you know, it's a good place to work. People right. like all the variety. It's a nice, positive place to work, like you were talking about. So we have these relationships with people that are older and had you know started before we did and then they're still here so you can constantly if you have a problem you feel comfortable to kind of go mm, yeah. i need to reach out to you for something if you're going to tell a young woman and who's a junior senior in college um, one thing she should do if she wants to get into this line of work what would you tell her to do mm-hmm. i mean practice uh to you know the equipment or whatever or putting stories together and get advice on your pieces when you do like spec type work or whatever um i feel like editing is almost like playing a piano that i know where the keys are even if i'm not looking at the screen and you need to get fast at it so you know just work on your speed and and uh, always have confidence so you make the person feel comfortable who you're working with i would totally tell them to do that um and uh you know 
Those are great. Those are great tips. I would say it's a lot about the technical. It's yeah. a lot about the people. So I came into the business thinking, I, don't know, I just want to go in there and push buttons and create something. And most of this job is working with other people. Right. <laughs> and yeah. they're creative intent and then you got to mesh them together and you literally sit in a room with one person for eight or nine hours a day and then come back the next day and all that that's a lot more of the job that people kind of don't tell you when you're like i want to edit it's like okay great but you right. also have to have right. good people skills yeah right like you have to be the type of person that i'd want to take a road trip with that person because you might be sitting with them all day you right, know? right. And sometimes you have to give them what they want and not what they say they want. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes they don't know what they want, and you kind of have to, you know, do it for them, and then they'll tell you yes or no, whether, you know, they mm-hmm. yeah. They don't know till they see it or hear it whether it's what they want, so you have to build something and then, okay, here's, here's a starting point. Now, yeah. where do you want to go from here? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what I want. I want to talk to you guys again because you both were awesome. Aww, well, thank thank you. you so much. Thanks for having us. It's my Pleasure. first time doing something like this, so I really appreciate you guys having well, me. Well, you Loved guys it. deserve all the credit in the world because you're the unseen hero in the background making stuff really work. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. It. Thank you. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks.